The biggest tire sale of the year could only happen at Big O Tires, but you've only got two weeks to get two free tires. That's right, two free tires when you buy two now at Big O Tires through September 9th. Just buy two select tires and you'll receive two free with the purchase of a one-year alignment and tire protection package. That's half off your tires at Big O Tires. It's the biggest tire sale of the year through September 9th only. Buy two tires, get two free. Now at Big O Tires. Big on service, guaranteed low prices. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. The Chiefs defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 40-26 in the season opener on Sunday, and that bodes well for the team's playoff chances. In Andy Reid's previous six seasons, the Chiefs won the opener five times and made the playoffs each year. Star columnists Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian and Chiefs reporter Sam McDowell were in Jacksonville, and you'll hear them break down the game here on Sports BKC, the Stars' daily sports podcast presented by Big O Tires. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. On a conversation that started as a Facebook Live, we talk about the big games by Patrick Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, and others, and discuss what Tyreek Hill's shoulder injury might mean for the Chiefs. Thanks to producer Kathy Liu for putting together the show, and to photographer Jill Toyashiba for recording the Facebook Live. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, help us out by rating and reviewing Sports Beat KC. We'd love to hear from you, and your review could help us reach more listeners. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening. It's Facebook Live from Jacksonville, here with Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, and look who's here. <laughs> For the first time, Sam McDowell, um, you know, Melly, I, I think that this is the fifth year that we've been doing some sort of post-game uh, Chiefs discussion. And I, I know it's five years because in 2015, I remember after the game in Minnesota, you and Therese and I standing by a trash can <laughs> because the Chiefs were playing like garbage at the time. Um, so this is it's year five, and... and you know the the cast change. We turn over uh, writers, but uh, but we come to you after every Chiefs game, home and away. So we're here to talk about the Chiefs' forty to twenty six victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, which a lot of things happened today. Um, and Vahe, you and I tried to discuss some of these on the field before the game, and we got about three and a half minutes in. I looked uh, three and a half minutes into a pregame post po- uh, pregame post. Pre-game Facebook Live. It's easy for me to say. Um, before before Jill's phone melted, and that was. Did the it actually say danger? What was the term? What it, was the term, it, Jill? Warning. Yeah, temperature exceeds. An yeah. Emergency yeah. On yeah. Emergency. So we had to shut it down after two and a, which was good because we didn't want to stay on the field any longer. Than, but the players stayed on the field, and we thought that the heat would make a difference today. It kind of didn't, you know. I thought the I thought the teams handled that well. Um, we thought Nick Folds might make a difference. He didn't because he wasn't there after the second series. So nothing happened the way we thought it was <laughs> going to happen, or the way we projected in in three and a half minutes. But what did happen was Patrick Mahomes picked up where he left off in his um, in his you know 20, his 2018 MVP season. He was you know, I thought he was tremendous. He, he was tremendous, and I, I think in a way showed a little bit of a, another dimension of himself today because much of what he did was after he hurt his ankle. And it was a lot of dinking and dunking in short game, but it, 
it, it made me remember or made me realize anew that, that he can dissect you and break your heart with, with that too. I mean, it doesn't have to be 68 yards or 49 yards like he did in the first quarter to dispirit the other team. Yeah, so, but the ankle injury sure was a, a, a worrisome moment, especially when he went in the tent, his tent debut in the NFL. <laughs> Um, and he was pretty funny about it after the game. Actually, sort of made a point that it was a hot day, and he wanted to get out of the tent. Yeah, good, good move on his good part. Good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got some of that mist, you know, spraying on him. <laughs> that, that, that was good. So, Sam, what um, uh, was this? Was this vintage Patrick Mahomes? Can we, is is a year in a game enough to call it a vintage Mahomes? <laughs> uh, can we can we go there? Well, one thing, like to sort of underline what Vahe just said, they had. There once we we talk a lot about how the defense only had three snaps together right in the preseason, the offense only had their ones together for like nine minutes or something like that. Right, right. And they scored forty points on on a team that has good defensive players and a lot of pride and talent on that side of the ball. And also notably, uh, I think had been looking forward to this. You know, this was their revenge game in their right. season opener at home, and they just got punked again <laughs> by by a team with. A hobbled quarterback and their number one receiver not there. It's a pretty remarkable performance. Yeah, Tyreek Hill injured, and we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, we can get into that now for a little, saying we don't know exactly what the, the length of time he'll miss is. The Chiefs don't know. They, yeah, they don't know. Nobody, nobody knows, yeah. and, and I don't know. If, uh, but he, he did go to the hospital. He spent the second half of the game at a local hospital, and um, Rick Burkhalter came out. Never good when Rick Bur- Burkhalter addresses yeah. the media. But in this case, I think the, the message was actually kind of positive. That it wasn't a medical concern. or a, The way he put it was uh, it, it wasn't serious. Could have been worse. Yeah, could I mean, have been was, worse. That was the way he put it. But obviously, like you said, anytime Rick comes out, you assume that he's not going to be a day-to-day thing where he's putting. Well, I, I guess, am I already using the phrase day-to-day? Yeah. <laughs> he's come out for day-to-day before. Well, welcome, Sam. Well, a real day-to-day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but when he comes out spitting the Latin, that's when you know. <laughs> he, he sort of had said there were two scenarios based on the injury, and it, it was maybe potentially the less severe one, I think, was the way he phrased right. it. Right, that's right. Um, and, and Adam Teicher, our buddy, asked uh, Andy, made sure to ask Andy if Tyreek was even going to be on the plane with the team coming home. Didn't know for sure, but just to leave that open as a possibility suggests that maybe it's not, you know, the worst of news. But, gosh, um, no Tyreek Hill. He's only missed one game in a Chiefs uniform, one. And that was the, the, the finale in 2017 after the Chiefs had clinched a playoff spot. And it was a Patrick Mahomes game in Denver. And Marcus Peters sat and, and, and Tyreek sat. And he just sat a bunch of guys. The, you know, Jehu Chesson made his career, his only career start that day. So, for um, you know, he's never been an injury scratch before. So and has a, actually said out loud before that I don't get injured. Yes, that's I'm, right. I, I remember him saying that and thinking you shouldn't say that. But so for but, a guy who's 5'10", 185 yeah. to not be injured. Yeah. He, he was hurt some last year, but he didn't miss game or yeah, didn't yeah, miss much time. That's a good distinction. Um, no, he's uh, he's a tough tough character, and I didn't think on the play where it happened, it was the play before Sammy Watkins' second touchdown, before the 49-yarder. And when it happened, I didn't think, I didn't think it was serious. So I, I couldn't see that. And, and, and maybe you guys saw it at, at the first blush, but I, I didn't see the force with which Ramsey apparently landed on him. Yeah, and the, the or, way that it was described was he landed on him, but he actually injured the opposite 
side of it. They're calling it a shoulder injury, but it's actually not in his shoulder. It's between like his clavicle, clavicle and, his, and his sternum. Right, right. And it was actually, even though he got hit, I believe on his right side piled into the ground it was it was the it was the part that got piled into the ground not the part where Ramsey made contact that, that seems to be injured so he, he goes out and it's 10 to 7 on the, the moment he leaves the game one play later it's 17 to 7 and by the end of the afternoon it's 40 to 26 what does it say about this team that they can lose a player the guy who set the team record for receiving yards last year made the Pro Bowl for the third time is their best receiver and they just go on to continue to score. They scored on their first seven possessions today. That that's freaking remarkable. And it would have been more if, if Patrick hadn't gotten all fancy with his <laughs> no look pass. Well, um, they, they they got the field goal. They just yeah, got the touchdown but, on. Yeah, it. but it would have been. I mean, four more. But it would have. Right. Yeah. But so, what, um, what does it say about the offense that they can? Don't roll you guys without? have in your head? And Sam especially can get into this from writing about Sammy Watkins. But I just have in my head. I didn't look at the numbers, but like seven different guys going 30 or more on plays. It probably wasn't that. It's was probably four guys, five guys, but 15 to 20 yards, little little wheel routes, just just guys, Travis Kelsey, here's 35 yards. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't cover this whole team. They, they just can't. And this How is a you? good defensive team. Yeah. Really good defensive team. A team that intimidates. And we tried to, we saw that in the end zone in the second quarter when the uh, Miles Jack got tossed and Damian Williams and who was it? Who got the other in sportsman? Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson, Robinson, I think. Well, the more important thing was happening while Mahomes looked off the <laughs> field. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> it's like, right. uh, oh, the real, the real stuff. Right. Yeah. It reminded me of kind of a pro- professional wrestling thing where there's this activity <laughs> going on somewhere, and meanwhile the guy's going into his belt to get the foreign object. <laughs> Look at you know, you know what? Like a point off of that. Um, Andy Reid talks about discipline all the time. His teams are not disciplined. They make a lot of penalties. They, they are routinely here among the most penalized teams in the league. They're playing a team who I think we can say like a huge part of their game plan was to piss off the Chiefs. You know, just hit them late, hit them hard, like do whatever, you know, knock them. Which I'll say, I'm not saying that as a criticism. I think that's a pretty good plan. You know, that if they play, their offense is based so much on speed and timing. If you can muscle up a little bit and and knock them off of that, I think that's a pretty good way to win. Um, But the Chiefs, five penalties for 55 yards. Um, Look at Jacksonville's. 10 10 for 71. Yeah. So I I don't have the numbers in front of me right now of of the 16 games and and two in the the postseason last year. But I would bet that the vast majority of games they were penalized for more than five five times in, in 55 yards. Now, they had some offsetting penalties, the the two personal fouls we just mentioned that, that aren't counted in that. But still, I thought, like, overall, a pretty good job of staying disciplined by a team that doesn't always do it. Right. And um, the Jaguars had four, four penalties on their offensive line that were called, except they had five total, like, holdings that just killed them. I mean, they, they were that was the undisciplined team yeah. today, Jacksonville, I, I thought. Well, two or three of those were on Frank Clark, too. He, he, he didn't make much – he didn't get a sack – um, but he was getting chipped almost every snap by, by a back or a tight end. And, and at least two, and I think maybe three of those holds were on him. He had the, he had the good line after the game, too, about uh, when you're the boss, you got to pay the cost yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. He had a lot of good lines. <laughs> he, he did. Well, his line about having more interceptions than Jalen Ramsey was Strong. particularly effective. <laughs> was really so I thought that was pretty good. All right, we've gotten this far into it, really, without getting into Sammy Watkins and uh, what a game that Sammy Watkins had. We, we determine, you know, when, when these big games are unfolding, we're always looking at, you know, the, the stats to see where this one ranked. And what we I think what we determined was – 
the second best receiving game in a Mahomes start, right? Tyreek Hill had yeah. two fifteen against the Rams last year. But the, is it sixth overall in Chiefs history? Sixth in Chiefs history, yeah. 198 yards receiving. Play three of the season was, you know, you know I, I don't know what you guys thought going into the game. I thought it was going to be a tough struggle defensively. And three plays into the game at seven to nothing. And they're almost, Sammy Watkins is almost laughing at the defense as he's going into the end zone. So. Almost a little, I can't remember how fast they scored that touchdown in uh, at the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles <laughs> last year. But it was Tyreek's punt return. Right, after a three and out to open the game. After a three and out, so it was actually faster. Yeah, like, in more, terms of number of plays. plays. In, <laughs> right, than, right, right. And that's, that's hard to believe. So you wrote about Sammy. Uh, yeah, Sam, what, um, uh, I think, you know, and listen to all of us, I think, or at least Vi and Blair, you guys were standing there during this press conference as well. And what struck me is that you sort of assumed a guy that's battled injuries a lot, maybe it's, it's just this is a healthy Sammy Watkins finally. But he attributed to just the fact that he knows the playbook better. And Mahomes did too. Mahomes said something alluding to that too, that uh, once you become more familiar with the playbook, all you have to do is worry about playing fast. And that's exactly the way Watkins framed it as well, that he's not as concerned about thinking when he's out on the field and he's just out there playing. And maybe that's a sign that this could be longer lasting than just, just a game. Now, obviously, he's not going to have 198 and three touchdowns every game, but maybe he could be more productive than he was a year ago. Because, I mean, he had three touchdowns last year. Totally. Yeah, wow. touchdowns. Wow, so, I didn't realize that. So I thought he's, it had, had to be more, I thought. Yeah, wow. so he's already matched what he did in, in 2018 there. This was Clemson, Sammy Watkins, that we saw today. And to which Andy Andy Reid referred to at that point being one of the best receivers coming out of college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with you right. know, with, he was specifically thinking of what he thought of him at that time when he said that. There, there was This might underline a bit what you were just talking about, Sam, but um, understanding the offense, but also – Seems like he has a, a much better feel with Mahomes now and than he, he did. he said that as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking specifically of, well, everything, but specifically of the third touchdown. Yeah. Where he was, it looked like he needed to you go You wondered inside, if that was even then, the route that yeah. he was supposed to run. It looked yeah. like he had lived. You Mah- never know. Yeah, Mahomes just stared at him like, I'm just going to wait on you to get open. Yeah. And I don't know that he would do that with Watkins last year at right. any point, really. Yeah. Yeah, last year I think the touchdowns were – you know, kind of schemed up, and I'm thinking specifically of what game was that when he, uh, Andy Reid got Watkins Cardinals one on one against a linebacker. Was it Arizona? We scored a and, couple times. I think. Yeah, and it was yeah. just it, it, you know that's just curtains if, if you get that. But um, you know the the catch and then just one quick cut and then um, that left Jalen Ramsey just On a Ramsey statue. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's gone. I don't, you know, that's that's some quick thinking, aggressive, yeah. you know, just go with it. Again, like you just said, I don't know if he does that last year. You know, we, we've been all throughout training camp and the preseason, we kept talking about the speed that the Chiefs have. And, we, we you know, and when they added Darwin Thompson and McCole Hardman, that just increased the team speed. And DeAnthony Thomas came back and – these small guys with speed, and that—that that was going to. That's one of the identities that the Chiefs had. I didn't realize Sammy Watkins had that kind of speed when he made the when he made the burst at midfield and got to the end zone. He was not going to be caught, and and D backs were, were were hauling after him. You know, yeah. I, I just he he turned on some afterburners. I guess I didn't know he had. Yeah, it was yeah. obvious was, Mahomes knew he had it because I, I I actually watched Mahomes' reaction to that play and I asked him about it in the in the post game, but. As soon as Watkins caught that ball and made that move on Jalen Ramsey, Mahomes just stared at the sideline and started celebrating. He, he didn't even see the last 40 yards of that play. <laughs> but he just, he just knew he was gone. There were still three guys chasing after him at that point. Yeah. <laughs> he was a 4-4-1 guy, I think, at the combine. I think. 
Okay, well that's you well. Want to double check me. On that. I'll tell you what. In in in. <laughs> is the guy with just so I know all the assignments? Is the guy with the computer supposed to fact check Sam throughout? The show? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you busy. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, that is your job. Um, but for that for that kind of speed with his size, he's the biggest receiver that they have. Wow. Yeah, what, you think of him as powerful more right. than you think of him as fast, don't you? I mean, yep. he said four four one. It, it was quite a bit different than that. It was four four three. I'll get better. I'll get better. That's why we checked. That's why, that's that's why, why you were so surprised <laughs> that he was able to get <laughs> We'll run a correction on that. <laughs> Star regrets the error. <laughs> Although you actually said you might want to check me on that. I did. I don't yeah. think that's an error at all. I permit. I, I, yeah. I, no, I present it with humility. Well, <laughs> if you were Bill Self, we would have just taken it for granted <laughs> yes. that you were right. So it was a, um, a great game for, for Sammy Watkins. You mentioned Travis Kelsey earlier. The first two times he touched the ball, he went for 42 and 41 and was so open. I mean, they just... Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. The linebackers had no no idea how to keep up with him. And I would say that I think those two passes might have been the most sort of elegant or beautiful of Patrick's passes all day. You could see when, they, when it left his hand, you saw the break, you saw how open he was, and it was just feathered. It was their perfection. I think Kelsey was ticked on the first one when he got caught from behind. I forgot who it was. Somebody had the angle on him. I think he wanted to score. I think that. he thought he was. I agree yeah, with you. I, I think he thought he was going to go seventy yards on the, on that play, um, and it was ticked that he didn't. Hey, one thing I wanted to circle to that you mentioned, player, earlier, if you don't mind, just while it's on my mind. You know, you talked about thinking it was going to be a tighter, hard game. Well, I mean, that sequence in the third quarter was kind of everything. Yeah, well, that's a good good way to get into the a good way to get into the defense, and um, and and so that was the bigger mystery. I mean, look, we we this was the highest scoring, most productive offense in the NFL last year. They added pieces. Who thought it was going to be any worse than it was? It was the defense that we were uncertain about and didn't didn't know what to expect. And the the um, the Jaguars add, improved their offense by adding Nick Foles. He threw a beautiful touchdown pass, a play that he got injured Great on. Great catch, beautiful, a perfect yeah. pass, perfect yeah. pass. Yeah. And, no, and Nick Foles, who by the way, uh, quoted extensively after the game. Did you notice that? Sure was the quote sheet yeah. injured. Yeah, injured. Uh, probably probably <laughs> gone. Broken collarbone. Yeah. Probably gone for a while. Are you saying not every team? Not every team policy. in the NFL has the same yeah. uh, policy of yeah. speaking to the media after an injury. And but by the way, to to your point. Had what a classy guy! I mean, he, yeah. he made a point. He was asked about whether he thought Chris Jones. Chris Jones was, was the guy who brought him down on that play. And he talked about that. He basically didn't think so, and that he didn't think Chris Jones would do that on purpose. And then mentions that he saw Chris Jones after the game and hugged him. Yeah, because he's a special young player with his broken collarbone. Yeah, I hope that? Chris didn't hug him back too hard. <laughs> <laughs> One arm hug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So the defense, um, they get a three and out to start the game, right? And and that's. That's a good sign. But then Jacksonville scored, I think, on, on each successive possession, a couple of field goals and a touchdown to, to go into halftime. And then they get the ball to start the second half. It's 23-3, to and they go into, uh, into Chiefs' 23-13. 23-13. Yeah, it's a 10-point game, 23-3. 23-13, they drive into Chiefs' territory, and I think it's the most pivotal play of, of the game. Maybe there wasn't one, but if there was one, I think it happened on this drive when – uh, that Wilson, uh, Amy, Wilson. Yeah, made had the strip of a short pass to Leonard Fournette from Gardner Minshew, by the way, who completed his first 13 passes. 
Um, but uh, as he does, yeah. As he, <laughs> <that's right. laughs> um, but anyway, the, the strip by Wilson and Bashard Breeland there to scoop it up, and the Chiefs go down and get a touchdown to make it 30-13, put it out, out of the reach. There's a play by two guys that weren't on the team last year, right? Yeah. Damian Wilson and Brashad Breland. And uh, I don't think the defense had a, an outstanding game, but I thought they played good enough. It's also a play that, you know, people like us can make too much out of one play. You know, this is a symbol for everything. But uh, a running back coming out of the backfield on third down killed the Chiefs a million times <laughs> last year. That might be a conservative estimate. And that I know Leonard Fournette. That's not his strength, right? The he's more of a power back and everything. But still, running back coming out of the backfield, third and short. That's what teams did to the Chiefs last year. And Damian Wilson closed fast on he that. He did. It, it was not going to be a first down. Whether it was a strip sack. That's true. But it was not yep. going to be a first down. And I was thinking, wow, Damian Wilson got there to prevent a first down, but he did a lot more. Notably, um, that is the first lost fumble of Leonard, Leonard Fournette's career. How about that? Wow. So this really? is something that he, you know, this really? is a yeah, yeah, check that. Do it, Come on. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and, and you're right, and, and and Breland was right there. And I, I thought I wrote a lot about the defense, and um, I thought that that's a little bit indicative of look. They, they, they had a lot of issues. They had um, they gave up 201 yards. On uh, six <laughs> passing plays, they give up 300 and I think 50 yards total, and 201 of it came on six plays. There was 69, there's a 35 that you know, lots of, yeah. And, and there was some miscommunications back there. Breland was on one of them, um, zone coverage let the guy go behind him. Uh, Ward, almost, made the tackle. Ward was a split second from it, Shaverius Ward was a split second from a sack on that play, yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- th- there was, um, they had some you know, miscommunications in the back that hurt them. Um, they didn't get to the quarterback a ton. Jacksonville's getting the ball out quick, but still. Um, but th- there were just some fundamental things, like the tackling. I know we talked about this mm-hmm. after the Green Bay game, the last preseason game, but their tackling was, again, really solid. And Anthony Hitchens actually went in beautiful detail about why the scheme change helps that along. And he talked about, you know, now they're not a gap down, that each man has a gap and they've got it all covered, and all you have to do is worry about right here, right in front of you. So in, instead of – in this – how many times do we, can we remember Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens specifically trying arm tackles and guys just running oh, yeah. through them? And now his point is the new scheme allows them to be more, more squared up, shoulder to shoulder, hit them in the hips kind of thing, and it helps the tackling. It, it makes sense logically, and it follows what we saw today. And, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see if that goes forward and also if, you know, these stunts and everything that I think Spags is going to use more of, if that has more of an effect going forward. I'll tell you what, if that's true, that's that's big. Yeah. That, that's really big. I thought Jacksonville missed a ton of tackles yep. today. Sure I, did. From from a team that whose defense I really respect and um, you know, they've got so many stars on that defense and their their beat writers and people who cover them were kind of laughing at their defense today about all the missed tackles that uh, that they had. So uh, so it, defense you know they gave up they gave up 26 points and and all but seven of that to a quarterback who people had to scramble to see who the backup quarterback was yeah. for the Jaguars yeah. when Nick Foles went down and who also did not have a great preseason Gardner Minshew who played for Mike Leach at Washington State last year so uh, and like I said completed his first 13 passes but they, they those were and 22 quick. of 25 overall yeah not not a, not a terrible NFL debut yeah. the first time uh, starter for in his first game so this is one I'm sorry to interrupt but one quick point about that 13 of their points were right at the end 
win, and and neither one of those scores brought the brought the score closer than than 14. And 127 of those 350 <laughs> passing yards were on the last two drives when when the when the game was. Game was it's just something to it's, you know. Yeah, wonder, yeah, I wonder it took you so long to write your story. Mm-hmm. All these stats. <laughs> um, wait, one other quick thing too, just you know, if they don't do something with that that turnover. Obviously, doesn't matter as much, but that—that's yeah. when the Chiefs had their longest drive of the day. You know, six minutes, twenty-five seconds, twelve plays. Um, That—I mean, that really—it wasn't over then. But that—if you don't follow up with that, I guess is the point. One and thing I didn't like about that drive when they got to the one, the first play from the one was the—I think it was Damian to the outside. He lost one. Yeah. I'm thinking just, just power. You know, it's, it's a hot day. Just the. Andy Reid said it after the game. He's right. Defensive linemen are the ones who kind of suffer the most on days like today. Push him into the end zone right there. I didn't do it. It actually took a, a penalty uh, on Je- on Jacksonville that brought it half the distance to the goal, gave him a new set of downs because I think it was got to third and one. And didn't they have two penalties, big penalties on Jacksonville in that, in that yeah, drive? Yeah, that, it was uh, a, that, same guy. Third down to a first down. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, same But the guy. Chiefs rotated their defensive line. That's how they guarded against it. I mean, they – Played what was eight deep today mm-hmm. on the de- defensive line, so they do have depth there. Yeah, yeah. Even speaks. So the way the game unfolded, um, you know, Jacksonville's strength was Leonard Fournette, and they're down ten to nothing, uh, and so they're not going to be able to pound and pound and pound. And I, I thought that a good game for for Jacksonville would have been Fournette thirty yards, thirty attempts for one hundred and fifty yards, sort of thing, and then they win time of possession, you know, thirty five twenty five. But they just weren't able to do that because. Three plays into the game at seven and nothing, and and then let's um, should have been fourteen to nothing with the uh, the uh, the pass that sailed long and over the head of Travis Kelsey. I was thinking about asking that question in the post game, and, and somebody beat me to it. Uh, was it you who beat me to it? Did you ask it was? Uh, oh no, actually it was uh, Rob uh, KCTV. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, yeah, and and and, yeah. And, and then I noticed Mahomes tweeted about it. Afterwards, he did. Although he, he changed it, his, his his tweet was different than his uh, his response. His response was he owed Kelsey dinner. His tweet was he owed him lunch. So I thought diminished <laughs> diminished the sin. Yeah, they'll uh, be having breakfast tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. But Kelsey tweeted that uh, you don't owe me anything, brother. Uh, so I think it's it's probably all good. All right, Sam McDowell, what uh, what do we got uh, question wise? Let's see. Um, just, just searching for, he never, he for, never, the, he, for the gems of the gems here. He never gets mentioned, but Harrison Bucker, four for four on field goals, and you know, he just just nailed it you know, every single time. It hasn't always been that way for the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I can they remember a, a time. Have an automatic, <laughs> have an automatic kicker. Um, somebody's asking about uh, – there's a couple questions about LaShawn McCoy uh, and just – how we think that this backfield situation basically is going to shape out to the future. Today, there was per, a pretty even timeshare after the first quarter. Williams got the first, what was it, two and a half to three series. And then afterwards, I mean, McCoy had the better burst in that game. He, he, he really did. He I mean, impressive. I thought notably, I mean, right? Didn't you think if you're, if you're just it making an eye, right, without knowing everything that was called or how the block, blocking worked on each play, I, yeah. I, I came away thinking McCoy's the more impressive. It, and you wondered if he would have played even more if he had had the playbook for longer than five days. Yeah, you, you want to watch the film, right? We all want to watch the film. But um, there were a couple McCoy runs where the first guy to touch him, it was 12 yards downfield, yeah. it seemed like. And uh, But I, this stuck out to me. This is such a small thing. Maybe it's not even worth mentioning. 
Um, but in the second half, I think third quarter, maybe the fourth, um, Damian Williams was near the sideline and had a little juke that caused one Jacksonville defender that he juked them both, but one like sort of tumbled into the <laughs> yeah. other, like henchman in an old Batman movie. <laughs> and um, it was a great move. And and Williams came off the field after that play. McCoy comes on, and McCoy kind of like did the juke to him as they were approaching, <laughs> like give him a high five. And I just like in, in that situation, Damian Williams is ready to be, you know, like sort of, you know, the the main main guy for a team that might set the record for points in a season. And then here comes McCoy to like take some of that shine. And it was just like one of those little subtle moments that, you know, kind of says, okay, these guys really are working together. Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. Like, I love that cool you noticed that. See. That's great. I, I actually talked to LaShawn after the game and waited five minutes on, on him. And it was kind of just me and him. And before I asked him a question, he just looked up and goes, man, this offense is good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I asked him about the game and kind of what he enjoyed the most. And he said, those first two drives, just sitting over there watching him play. He really? said just how, how fast everybody is. It just, he just said it amazed him. That guy's been in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he. Uh, I thought Which he showed, Buffalo was getting shut out for what was it three quarters today. <laughs> he showed some shiftiness too. I thought. Um, I, I just can't remember the last time I saw him in person. Um, how about this? Is the second time uh, that Andy Reid has called him a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Is are we, he? Are we there with that? With with McCoy as a Hall of Famer? Or? I think he needs a couple. Career years ahead of him for that. I understand why right? Andy's there. Like he's trying to <laughs> yeah. pump his guy a little bit. But I'm not the, no. Not, not yet. He's over ten thousand, isn't he? Uh, career yards. I, I, that sounds right. We were looking. Same at, I would check us 10, on that. Ten thousand six oh six. Five five and a, I mean four and a half yards a carry. I mean he he's been productive for a really long time. I tell you what, it would help Lashawn McCoy's uh, candidacy if the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl. Sure would. This year. Didn't Jamal Charles isn't he still like the other than uh, like Jim Brown or, or yeah, quarter, no, Mary Motley? It's quarterbacks I think that are other than the court, yeah. Does yeah, he still have the, the, the record for career average? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, I couldn't remember if Denver ruined it for him or if, if it brought uh, the average down. Maybe, I don't think he had enough carries he, he to bring it down that far, did he? But, yeah. Well, maybe he did. Yeah, yeah, he left the Chiefs with this. That is, this is too deep for my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's bring this thing in for a landing with with some final thoughts. Um, the uh, Chiefs go to Oakland next week, and um, uh, so they start with two on the road as they did a year ago. Went two and zero in the road games. <laughs> Oakland's <laughs> interesting team these days. Uh, down a wide receiver, they got a little they weaker. Are, they? Got a little weaker at that position. They got two sevens <laughs> for the future. So. <laughs> It's a long play. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, all right, Vahe, start us, start us off. Any uh, any just final thoughts? Uh, um, no, look, I mean, I come out of here assuming Patrick is fine, right? He kept playing on that ankle, but I, but I is that too strong an assumption? I mean, do you tighten up after after a thing like this? Andy Reid called it a sprained ankle, and he sprains it all the time playing yeah, basketball. Just, yeah, like yeah, that. I love how he threw that in there. <laughs> right, I, I, yeah. Not playing basketball anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And did you notice know you and I and, and Sam McDowell were standing next to each other when Patrick was at the podium? We're all looking at his ankle. He, <laughs> see, he, he did not have an ankle brace. On. He did yeah. not. Just he wasn't even wearing socks. It was just the yeah. That's true. The, no socks either. Yeah, right. But but look. So I I'm going to go out on a limb and assume he'll he'll be fine to play this week, right? Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I think they're in pretty good shape. Uh, it'd be nice for them to have Tyree kill. I don't think they have to have Tyree kill to win in Oakland. 
I think that's a reasonable assumption. Right. What, yeah. did, ba- what did Baltimore do today? Didn't they? Uh, oh, they beat the 59 Jesus. to 10. Yeah. 59 to 10. That's your uh, two week uh, opponent, two yeah. weeks. The, Man, the home opener. The Dolphins, right? It wasn't against the Dolphins. <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melly, anything? Um, not necessarily that, that we haven't talked a lot about. I, I was really impressed with Patrick Mahomes' um, toughness, you know, with the injury and without Tyreek Hill. I thought the defense held up reasonably well and gave you some reason to be encouraged. I'm wondering if uh, a certain uh, active GM, aggressive GM, might be interested in some cornerbacks, you know. Um, you know, last year it, w- it was safeties, you know, and he was chasing uh, Earl Thomas. I wonder if, um, you know, if this year that, that trade might be for a cornerback. But um, all in all, I think this was this was a tougher game than the score, you know, than it looked. And and to come out of here again with, with your ones playing like nine minutes and you get 40 points and what was it 491 yards? Don't even, don't even need to double check me on that. Uh, I, I thought was was really, really, really impressive. Sam McDowell, your first game kind of on the on the Chiefs beat. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think just that kind of stands out to me most. But uh, I told all of you guys this individually, and um, with at least two of you, I probably meant it, which is just how helpful you guys have been. And uh, I don't think I'd be as pre- nearly as prepared for this job if it wasn't for the three of you. So I just, I just appreciate that. All three? I said at least two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just high so as the third has a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll say that uh, I was really ticked in the fourth quarter when the feed on TV went out and we had to just pay attention to what was going on in the field. I mean, what is that? <laughs> now we understand. Play by play. Yeah. Yeah. We understand that CBS uh, had some issues, and I hope I hope people didn't call Channel Five because it wasn't Channel Five's fault. It, because it, it, the the game, uh, we lost the feed here in Jacksonville as well. So the Jacksonville market and others around the country lost the feed, but um, no, it was... Uh, when, hey, does the Kansas City Star ever cut out from a Chiefs game? <laughs> nope. nope. No. You know, we, Blair and I decided during the game nope. it would be beneficial to us if the game cut out more often. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Block them out. Because everybody would have to read all of our stuff <laughs> exactly. if, if they couldn't see the game. We'd get to read all of our stuff. We'd get to read all of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to bid farewell from Jacksonville and thank Jill for uh, holding up the camera and and taking photographs, appreciate the photographs that are in the Kansas City Star and on KansasCity.com. She stood outside in heat indexes over 100 all afternoon shooting those. So, Jill, great job. Thanks a lot, and we will see you guys soon. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCOffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.